Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Last chance for the Oilers. McDavid, you know they want to get it to him for a quick shot. They've got Yamamoto in the middle, so two is Dreisaitl, so two is Nugent Hopkins. The Capitals win the draw, and that is going to do it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Edmonton. The Capitals with 50 shots on goal. They take down the Edmonton Oilers in a thriller here in downtown Edmonton tonight. Final score, 3-2. to two. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals deliver a resilient performance in a win at Edmonton. We'll hear from Peter LaViolette, TJ Oshie, and Lars Eller. And Samantha Pelt joins us as the team travels today to Philadelphia. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 6th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It was perhaps the most impressive win of the season for the Capitals, firing 50 shots on net, rallying from two different one-goal deficits to defeat the Edmonton Oilers last night at Rogers Place by a 3-2 final. You couldn't have asked for a better effort in the first period last night for the visitors. Washington fired a season-high 22 shots on goal in the first, including seven shots on a single power play chance. But Edmonton's goaltender, Stuart Skinner, keeping it 0-0 after one. He's an Edmonton native. He stopped everything. And despite perhaps the best first period in terms of shots and quality attempts, it was still scoreless with 20 minutes in the books. The goal started finally coming in the second period. Edmonton scored first. Brett Kulak got his first of the year on a center point shot that Charlie Lindgren was screened on. one nothing Edmonton, just 144 into the period. Lars Heller then tied the game with his fourth goal of the year. Went off an Oilers turnover along the boards, tied the game up at the 725 mark. With Washington on a power play late in the second period, Connor McDavid blocked out of midair a John Carlson shot attempt and turned it into a breakaway shorthanded goal. The Oilers led 2-1. to one. But the Capitals were not done. T.J. Oshie would score in tight on the same man advantage at 16.55 of the period. It was 2-2, heading to the third. Alexei Protis sensational in the final period, managing a couple of breakaway chances before feeding Nick Dowd for what proved to be the game-winning goal just over seven minutes in. It had been a long time for Dowd. First goal in 20 games. The Oilers had no answer the rest of the way, making Charlie Lindgren the winning goaltender. Stuart Skinner made 47 saves in defeat. Caps win 3-2 in Edmonton. After the game, T.J. Oshie spoke of the team's effort. I think this is probably our most resilient game. We had a, a, a small little lull there at the start of the second, I feel like, but our most resilient game for sure. I think in uh, in Vancouver might have been our most complete game, but this, the firepower they have on, on the other side of the, the rink there is, is extremely elite. Guys worked super hard to try to keep them as quiet as, as we could. As we could. Lars Heller after the game also proud of the team's effort a long way from home. We've got so many guys, so many guys out. Uh, you know, we haven't had that much, uh, that many 
wins, I think, in this building. So tough place to come into, and we uh, we did we gave everything we had, and it was enough today. 49 shots was that going in was was that the plan or did, were they giving you something i think a little bit of both uh sometimes it's just not there but i think today there was a little bit of of room and uh but then when we had when we had the opportunities we, we took the shots so i think it was a little bit of both you've had some chances you had a few tonight even before your goal was it just kind of nice to see that finally i guess go in for you yeah it, it felt like uh, we uh i felt like on our line we've had opportunity to score one two goals like so many games and we just haven't really been rewarded i like mantas had i don't know five breakaways now in the last two weeks or something and so it, it felt like it was coming uh and i think i think we have a lot more to give still but it was always a good feeling to get on the board and peter laviolette postgame praised a terrific effort against a good oilers team every guy in there played really hard and came out the right way in the first period and did the right things. We had gotten away from that for a couple games. The game was dictated by the opponent and I thought we did a good job tonight of trying to push it and trying to control the game and so it was when you want to do that you have to have everybody on board and I thought tonight was really complete. So five games down, one game to go on the longest road trip of the season. The team flying to Philadelphia today expected to be in late this afternoon and back in the Eastern time zone for the first time in more than a week, which means, of course, a normal start time coming up tomorrow in South Philadelphia. Here this morning, happy to have Samantha Pell back with us talking injuries, the call-up of goaltender Hunter Shepard, and a lot more. All right, happy to have Samantha Pell with us here from the Washington Post and a nominee for DC Sports Writer of the Year. Uh, Sam, this has been a rugged trip. I mean, it's in terms of miles, in terms of injuries, in terms of standings points, but the injuries. No Darcy Kemper in Edmonton as Hunter Shepard gets the call up. And I didn't really get the sense, and I don't know if you did either, that anything that happened to Darcy in that Calgary game, I don't really get the sense it's long term. So hopefully it's nothing that keeps him out for very long. Yeah, I got the same sense from you. It just seemed like this was more a precautionary thing with Darcy. I mean, he had a couple of head injuries last year, especially in the postseason. He also had that eye injury. So I think it's pretty precautionary from this point. And obviously, you know, with the Capitals day-to-day, -day, could turn into week-to-week. -week. Uh, we never really know with these guys, but it does seem like Darcy should be okay in the near future. I think the bigger concern is Martin Faravari leaving the game in Calgary. He was He's still wearing a sling on his left arm, so that's probably the most concerning from this point on. Yeah, and the sling, certainly a telltale sign. And hopefully it's not that big a deal, but not probably something we're going to see here in the short term. Looking at the trip as a whole and the mathematics really around this equation at this point, 55 games to go now in the regular season as the team heads to Philadelphia. And you really got to get to that 35 win, 34-35 win threshold to get to 95 points. It's not going to be 100 points this year. There's too many teams that really aren't going that well in the Eastern Conference, which has been kind of the saving grace for the Caps that they're still kind of hanging around here despite their struggles in the first half. But one thing is very clear. You can talk about the injuries. You can talk about lack of production. It all boils down to the math. You win 34, 35 games out of the last 55, you're going to be a playoff team. If you don't, 
you're probably not. Yeah, and I mean, Brian McClellan even said the other day when talking about the whole playoff picture, he said, we have to be concerned at this point. They've underperformed for what a lot of people thought they would be at this point, and McClellan kind of bluntly said that the only way for them to get out of this is for their stars to be their stars. They need production from guys like Evgeny Kuznetsov, Anthony Mantha, John Carlson, and Brian even said there's not really going to be anyone to save them at this point. They're still waiting on Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson to come back from LTI. They're still banking on these guys coming back so they can't go out and sign a big high-end player, according to McClellan. Now, things might change in these next couple weeks and months, see where the team's trajectory goes, but at this point, Brian McClellan's sticking with his group, and you're right, 35 games to win is going to be a tough stretch. Do we have any sense on Wilson and Backstrom? We have seen them periodically at home. We have been on the road so much. Obviously, they're not traveling with us. We were kind of thinking, at Wilson specifically, that if things went on the good side back last summer, maybe you'd be talking about December, but we haven't really seen him yet. I'm starting to get the sense it might be a little bit later than that, maybe getting in toward New Year's. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Tom's been skating by himself with Backstrom. They were both skating with Orlov when Orlov was back in D.C. away with, from the team. And with Tom, McClellan said the other day that they're hopefully going to find out in these next couple of weeks kind of where Tom stands. And he, his next step is obviously to join the team in practice. And Backstrom's already taken that step, which I think has been a little surprising. Obviously, he hasn't taken contact yet, and that's more of a long-term process with him. But I do think Wilson's recovery and timeline has been a bit of a surprise for most of us. And maybe they're just being a little more cautious than we all anticipated at this point. Certainly no issue with that. Uh, last one for you. Hunter Shepard gets the call up this week and obviously not going to be here for too long. Darcy Kemper comes back and, and he'll head back to Hershey. But he's having an outstanding year with the Bears, 6-0-2 and HL goalie of the month and at least gets a cup of coffee here, chance to be around the guys. And for a guy who signed as a free agent, undrafted, kind of cool to be hanging out at the end of the trip with the Connor McDavid's and the like. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I think we've kind of seen this from the Capitals. Obviously, they called up Zach Fakali last season, and he had, you know, his little run here. So, good on Hunter for coming up and kind of being with this big group and kind of a chance for Washington, I guess, even if it's just in practice, to kind of see him around. And obviously, he is going to go back to Hershey, continue that stretch there. But definitely, this is hopefully just a Band-Aid in the short term, and then we'll see the regular guys back in in the near future. In the home stretch, home not that far away, Sam. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Yeah, the trip winded down for everyone. Thanks to Sam for joining us today. It's the Caps and Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow night at 7, 645 air from Wells Fargo Center on 1067 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.